This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, it's Wednesday, it's 9pm, and it is time for the Late Late Show with me, Toby Payne-Kirk, and my excellent friend, Ed Finch. We are talking about everything and anything, and carrying on a bit rethinking, (coughs) carrying on talking about... I don't know. We try not to be angry. We'll try not to be angry, but that might be difficult to avoid, I think. Um, anyway, hello. This hello. is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. live. Tune in live, live. at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Woohoo! Woohoo, Ed, you're here right from the start. This is the first no, time it's never happened I think you've actually it's exciting, well, it has happened it? before, in fairness. Um, so, uh, that jingle, when they say you're listening live, do you get that on the playback? I've never listened to the playback. You do get it on the playback. But it's you wrong, know, you've, it's live. you've not. You've True not, now. I, I've got a confession about the playback. When yeah. we first started the show, I, yeah, yeah. I think you know this anyway, I fairly religiously listened, listened to myself about the first. <laughs> First three or four shows we did last last November, December before Christmas. Um, yeah, I listened back, and I I, I haven't um, listened back to one since since about that. I, well, that's a lie. I listened back mm-hmm. to some of last week's, which was the first one I'd listened back to for a while because I thought I thought our discussion at the end was quite good um, and and quite <laughs> interesting. So um, yeah. although it was we were, we were quite serious last week. I'm feeling good evening, everybody. Yeah. There's lots of people joining us. We've got we've got loads of live listeners. Have we? No, we've got Max in the house and we've got Lucy Max. who has yeah. labelled herself. Lucy has labelled herself as your devoted listener, which I think sounds oh. like an indie band. Well, we've from the also early got RPT, Yeah, I know. I RPT, Oh, and look, there's MVUK, SVTC as well. You are right. It's a, it's going to be a classic week. And, and Honestly, Max, hello, Max. Yeah, Max seems in. I think the point is that things have got surely about as bad as they could possibly get. No, no, surely... no, 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 no. I'm afraid they can get worse. I'm afraid because <laughs> we, we just we just know. No, no, I think they they have got. I think politically they've got as bad mm. as they can get. Oh, in terms economically, of, yes, in terms of people losing their houses and being unable to feed their children. Yes, no, things have got a long way to go yet. But in yeah. terms of the debacle of this government, it's hard oh. to believe it could get significantly worse, is it? No, it's it's it's, but it's just laughable. And on on the mm. on the twits, I know you know on the twits, the people sort of saying you know trust will be gone by Christmas and stuff. But it's it's it's, it's a bonkers world how mm. how she's been able to get there and do this and appoint oh. a chancellor mm. who's. Doing this as well. it's just it's just it's just bonkers. After all the madness of the last it's few hard to believe, months. isn't it? Do you think we have a fundamentally broken electoral system? I think we have we a do. fundamentally. I think we do, and and unfortunately, that is that's unfortunately. Mm. Um, someone there was also some of this about on on Twitter the other day, wasn't it, or on the news mm. that, that Keir Starmer's come out in support of 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 the, the remain system, and he's not he's not really talked to you know he's scared. Well, are they of discussing PR as a as a genuine alternative at the Labour Party conference this week? I'm sure I I don't I'm, know if they it are, was but... on the agenda at least, which was the first time it had been agendered. Because you know. So... I think um, it's just it's never going to get fixed with with the flip flop, the flip flop um, 
you know, Labour Tory thing. But mm-hmm. Labour, a bit, the Labour, a bit in a bad place in Scotland, aren't they? That is the problem yeah. that they they lost forty seats or something. Yeah, in it, Scotland, it was kind of a bit of a debacle for them. Yeah, well, I mean, there you go. Listen, that, that's that, that's that's a big member of the, of the Labour Party myself. You know, well, I don't carry the card. I don't really know where it is, but I, you know, I get yeah. the emails. That's what I'm saying. And um, you know, and yet you look at it, and you go, "Do you know this isn't hugely? This isn't hugely inspiring, is it?" And it needs to be hugely inspiring because you've got one party of the right and quite a clutch of parties of the centre and centre left, and therefore they split the vote. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Like you yeah. don't have the Tories in power now if the left could do anything about organising itself. But it's no. never been able to. There you go. I know, Spitters. but it's also, it's Spitters. very, it's just, it's what's happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was not, you know, mm. Rishi was, was, was no, you know, no saint um, and, and, and no political <laughs> hero. But, no. you know, you, it, it, there's a real parallel between the Tory leadership stuff yeah. that was going on in the summer and and the yeah. Brexit leave campaign, isn't there? That you know, you, yeah. Rishi was a sort of voice of economic centrality and reason up to a point, you know. And 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 well, and, and, yeah. and, and if and, the but, opposition but, is Truss and Quartet, then yes, 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 then he is. Exactly, that, exactly. But what I mean yeah. is he was he was sort of he was sort of boring, right? So so to people, I suppose, ultimately and yeah. and, and good good politicians are often boring because they have to yeah. be a little cautious, they ha- and, and and but these guys are not being cautious at all. They're being completely no. incompetently. Anyway, I mean, I don't think it's been very depressing. It's very Sunak depressing. Doing quite what we've seen these last few days, but I don't think. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying the world would have been a massively better place, but I think. I think it's a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, the, the, something's gone very strange in the world. You know, we've got Italy. We've got mm-hmm. we've got still the sort of Republicans in America. You know, um, yeah. and it's just just I know I, it's hard, of course, because we are speaking from a left. I'm speaking from a left of center. You're speaking from a far left of center. Not far left. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean <laughs> that. But, but further left of center. Than, to my governors. No, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> further left of center than me. Maybe a little bit. Maybe further, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But but um. Uh, you know, it's it's so we we can't speak without a bit of, uh, you know, bias, entrenchment, etc. But oh, gosh, oh dear, it's just really sad. It's really really sad, and it's really going to be really. You know, I think I'll be okay. You know, but I think some people aren't going to be okay, as you say. It's it's. But then, let's put politics aside, um, and just say that I think. I think we have had um, quite a long period of 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 relative stability and and comfort, and it just feels like we haven't got that anywhere near that. And and I, I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think that period of comfort and stability was just whilst New Labour were in power. I think I think there was quite a lot of stability and 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 comfort through that you know i don't know i, I just feel that mm. so many things have happened in the last few years and we just we did, the world is the world is a messy messy place but on that on that so let's not doom and gloom too much um up my teachers so the school i work at is a a member school of an organization called um psb the pre-senior baccalaureate. So, so this mm-hmm, isn't sort mm-hmm. of, um, and it's it's it's, it's 
it, it's is basically it related to Paris Saint-Germain no yes it's that... not at all no it's very yeah. much um but the whole the whole sort of ethos of the PSB it's, it's really a framework it's not an assessment model it's not a curriculum it's just a a sort of it's quite like the sort of Bill Lucas Guy Claxton sort of you know stuff it's it's more of a, a learning and the rethinking assessment people it's more like a, you build up a learner profile you know across yeah. subjects and rather than just the examined subjects um and you build up a learner profile against everything that we do at school um including drama and and whatever and also you know some kind of generic skills are infused um and referred to within teaching a independence mm -hmm. or, or you're not, not really skills is the wrong word for them, but you know, traits, Attitudes, habits, learning habits, yeah. you know, be it curiosity yeah. or, or um, organization or, or you know, yeah. time management, you know, but, but links to words like independence and collaboration and empathy is important. Anyway. So, so I, but I was at, I went to that meeting on Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning, and then had quite a nice fun evening in the bar on Monday night. Disappointingly, some of you may have seen a tweet from me. It was a very irresponsible mm. tweet. Um, we so there were a few of us stragglers in the bar until eleven thirty when it closed yes. on Monday night. We were disappointed it closed, and and you know we're in the middle of nowhere. The the the, the um, you probably know it on the junction seven. What's it called? Hilton Belfry, Oxford Belfry Hotel. The Oxford there on Belfry. the edge. Oh, I've driven past there a large number of times. Yes, yeah. and um, and you know, so in the middle of nowhere, really, except for convenience mm -hmm. of the M40, but um, <laughs> no no nearby. Um, Anyway, it was Monday night. It was ridiculous, but but anyway, but on the at the at that conference, um, we there was one talk from from a really lovely lady um, who spoke, um, you know, about um, kind of a, a karma sort of you know well being y you know sort of stuff, and 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 there was some good stuff in in her talk actually, um, but she talked about how. A bit like when I first wrote my blog at the beginning of 2020, before my world changed a lot and everyone else's world changed a lot. I wrote a blog called Preservers, Disruptors and Dreamers, how, how we're all, mm -hmm. you know, some of it. And, but it was, she was talking about how there's three, three states of, of being. There's the sort of status quo and people go, well, we aren't. I've got I've got a picture of the slide on my on my phone somewhere. You know, there's a people the sort of status go, the preservers, the well, you know, yes, education's not perfect, but it's what we've got and this is the way we do it and, and let's not really, you know, we we're just gonna, you know, we'll just get on with it and leave everything as how it is. It's not really not that bad. Um and then there's the the the, the sort of doom and gloom that we, we can all get drawn into this sort of uh, and of course, there's lots to really complain about on a national, national and international level. Um, but it, I'm not sure how much good it does us. And so then she was talking about how we really need to sort of, I suppose, um, sort of rise above, you know, there's a third way. And I can't remember what she called it, but, you know, of, of us to how we can approach our lives and approach our learning and approach everything rather than just getting on that sort of negative that treadmill of negativity yeah. and frustration but, I absolutely but, get that you know, but, but i know i get it too but but it's, it's quite but hard. It's hard to maintain sometimes yeah it is yeah it's it is hard, hard. It's... Um, and I just, yeah yeah uh, on my um i was going to ask you how you are ed as well because i've got i've got a quite a lot of i want you to ask me how i am and so um, how are you <laughs> i'm hanging in i'm all right i'm hanging in you feel better yeah um, I yeah I am feeling better physically yeah and you know what I know I know it's true but I feel every time if I get a bit of a 
viral infection of any sort. I had a horrible cold last week. People who listened last week remember that my voice didn't sound like my voice. But I get that. I get the get ill, and it just saps my um, sense of self-esteem and well-being completely every time. You know, to the extent where if I start feeling like that I'm miserable and useless and should probably be sacked, I'm like, uh uh-uh, think I'm probably ill then because those aren't my natural feelings. But yeah, so last week I was in a pretty poor state in terms of my me well-being um and the sort of mental health area and then it was a killer of a week at work you know it really was so um yeah so that didn't help uh and i bet I, I can sing again now i'm not well but you know not a not well b not as well as i normally can so people say, oh you've got a beautiful voice i don't really believe it's true but my voice is not currently as beautiful as always but i was able to sing this morning i sang um what right. I, sing? I sang come by your Side. We sing every morning at my school. Every morning on the play, on the playground, we all line up, ready to come in, and then we always sing a song and have a little dance before we go in school. And this morning, oh, it's it was, lovely. I got to lay down. No chanting. Not really chanting. No, we don't. We don't. We don't chant patriotic or uh, inspirational <laughs> verse stuff on no. uh, on tube stations. No, we don't do that. But we'll sing. We normally sing something. Or we do. Uh, we do. Old man jazz is groovy cap. He's got a lot of this and a lot. If you might know that one, of course, I'm sure. You know, I'm going to yeah. lay down my sword and shield. We do that. You know, we'll, we'll do a song and a, a little bit of a groove. And that sets us up for the day. And then we do our three calming breaths. So we're ready to go in calmly. And in we go. Nice way to start the day. And I celebrated yeah. this morning by singing. And I was like, oh, thank heavens. It would have been like, you know, a week and a half since I'd last been able to croak. And then there it was back again. Not pretty, but it's mine. That sounds lovely. a bit better. Yeah. It's still, but you know, there's still an awful lot going on at work, as there always is in the. In oh, the... I, I feel, yeah, I just, I don't feel I've got into a rhythm yet. I haven't had a normal week. So my, mm. you know, my first week, uh, I think it was, just, I had the same first week as you. I had two days of inset, followed yeah. by kids come back on the Wednesday, didn't they? And so, obviously, that was a half a week, and then uh, with the children, and then. The second, my first full week, I had a little trip out with the kids to took them to local farm and local kind of kitchen garden, market garden. Um, and so I took the trip to kids out on the Thursday. So that sort of slightly disrupted my rhythm of, of having a normal first week because of, of, you know, cover and and just trip box ticking and risk assessments and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then the third, the second full week was disrupted by... A, a trip to Devon and and the Queen's funeral, um, and then Very this week this week's been disrupted by my trip up to Oxfordshire on Monday afternoon and Tuesday mm-hmm. morning for a good good mm-hmm. powwow, good powwow. Nice to see you. Good thing, I but been... still like I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. whereas it's I just feel take... like I've been back at school forever, and like yeah, the, I, well, uh, I, have, I feel yeah. like I've been back at school forever, but but not not in the rhythm of of the and normally September's pretty empty of other things it's 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 normally just mm-hmm. a good teaching month isn't it september i think there's no there's not much else going on you know your harvest festival yeah. that comes in october generally and and then it's christmas obviously messes up december that, by the way we could do a, a total sidetrack on that harvest yeah. festival why is it always about a month after harvest has finished more six ah, weeks after harvest well is there a reason? <laughs> 
I can go. Oh, oh, that's a good red herring. Good sidetrack. Good red herring. So, or should we stack that red herring for later and carry on with what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. So just finish up. So finish up. So yeah, I think. And also, I've got Wednesdays off this year instead of Tuesdays off last year. So mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of this midweek lull, and I haven't. You know, I'm really happy with my new life, my new house. Everything's great, but yeah. I, I'm I'm sort of using my Wednesdays. They used to be writing days or walking days, whereas at the moment I'm still sort of tweaking the house, sorting things out, doing a bit of this, that and the other, a um, bit of admin, a um, bit of putting pictures up on the wall or or potting out plants. Mm-hmm. And, and the nice things, you know, good things, but just... Um, Nesting. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not... Don't feel, and then looking forward, I hate that expression, um, not... Mm-hmm professionally but personally i have got some really fantastic weekends coming up i mean this weekend i'm in london all weekend and more on that in a moment london Um, and then the following weekend i'm going up to leeds with Gemma to a university open morning staying in a premier in leeds on saturday night staying with a friend on the way up friday night and then um that for following weekend after that, which is the start of my two-week half term, my two-week half term is a week earlier than some other people's one week or two-week half term. Um, too early because I've got a long stretch after half term, but there we go. Um, and then I'm going up to Manchester for the open morning there with Gemma. And so we're staying in the Premier Inn in Manchester. So I'm doing a bit like you and Douglas did in the summer, touring some great mm-hmm. cities of yeah. the UK. Um, nice. And also next week, this time next week, well, I, this time next week, I've just got back from Devon because of the not being able to go to see Mother for these open weekends and these social weekends and stuff. I'm I'm going to nip down Tuesday evening next week and go and see her next Wednesday because I'm otherwise I'm not going to be able to mm-hmm. see her until late October. So, mm. so um, crazy busy, busy, crazy busy. But this weekend, let's just mention this weekend. I'm not going to say too much because um, you know, I'm meeting um. So first of all, Friday night, I'm going to Lemonhead's gig with two two sort of Kentish friends um, yeah. who I've known for about 15 years, really well, two really good friends from here. Um, and I'm going to Lemonhead's gig in Camden. I'm staying at Rockin' Ross's, my my best university Gosh. mate um, in New Malden all weekend. So I'm staying with him, going back there after, after the gig. Um, uh, and then... Um, then on Saturday morning, there's a train strike, but buses and tubes are still running. Saturday morning, I'm going into London. I am meeting an old school friend who I haven't seen for 28 years. Didn't come to my wedding. We were good mates yeah. at school. He was he was a bit subversive, like like me, a bit not. You know, we were both very poshly private school educated, but he was a bit you know skeptical and cynical by the end of school about you know this sort of sense of entitlement and privileged nature of, of many of our peers of course we're privileged too but but perhaps not quite as entitled as some of the other people we were at school with um so i'm really looking forward to seeing him so meeting him for brunch at 11 o'clock in chiswick and then chiswick chiswick yeah. indeed and then Breakfast going into in soho and meeting uh, our most dedicated listener and two oh, other that. wonderful people um yeah so lucy and i are going to spend um bit of time together on Saturday afternoon with a couple of others and include well one of the others is our Heartland um Heartland hippie commune co-founder um so um who I've met before um Ian Warwick mm-hmm. gifted gifted London who I met at the Bryanston Education Conference who's a very 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 
intellectual wonderful man um and then and then we're there's another wonderful person we're meeting too um and so that's really cool so we're going to have a few hours in soho and then um then on saturday back to rock and rosses have some catch up with him drink some whiskey listen to some records and then on sunday my good friend ben another university friend of mine and rosses um has his 50th birthday daytime sort of party on sunday and then go back to kent sunday evening Very so nice. what, i'm seeing friends what a span. weekend Crazy, crazy weekend. Brilliant weekend, I think. I mean, it might not be brilliant, but it'd be weird if it isn't. Um, there we go. So, <laughs> I think it'll be great. That's a bit indulgent. Sorry, we're 20 minutes in. Should we go back to Harvest Festival now? Go on, fill me in. Reason Harvest, why Festival. Harvest Festival does not coincide with Harvest. No. So, Harvest Festival obviously is a, um, well, I mean, it is a religious thing. It's, it's it's a religious thing because it's celebrated in church and this, but there's but it's also a community thing. Um, so it dates back to to you know before winter crops were invented. So winter crops, when what, what, what winter arable crops, winter wheat and your winter barley winter, and all that. Winter yeah. barley and what the, what that means when you have winter wheat and winter barley, it's crops that are sown before the winter, so sown around this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. And then they germinate in in the warm soil in in October and early November, and then have a, just a small plant that comes up, and then that plant remains dormant through the winter, but it's yeah. resistant to frost and 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 damp and and all that sort of stuff, and 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 then um, it grows a lot in the spring and and summer, and it's harvested as you, as you've suggested, harvested mm-hmm. in in July or or early August, if weather permitting, um, but. More, most crops used to be spring crops, so you know yeah. they weren't the, the the seed hadn't been um, either um, hadn't been selectively bred um, or hybridized or whatever to 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 survive the winter um, as, as as small germinated plants. So most all wheat and barley and oats and and so forth would have been sown back when my dad was farming in the nineteen fifties and and anyone who was farming in Victorian times and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, would have only planted really spring crops um and so if you plant those in march and april your spring barley and your spring wheat often wasn't harvested until september and and if it was a bit wet and a bit damp um and mm. you couldn't could get the crop into that harvest may not have been completed till till late september i when i worked down in devon um in summer holidays on an arable farm our pig and arable farm when i was uh, a student an undergraduate um I remember we didn't finish harvest one year until till the end of September because mm. it was just a wet, long, wet summer. Um, and but also you've got to think of the fruit. So apples and things are harvested in August, September, and into October. Mm-hmm. And so apples yeah. um, are harvested then. So so the harvest is not just the the sown crops, but it's the, it's, the, it's the tree crops as well and the fruit fruit crops. And so apples are. are peak apple harvest time is is september isn't it and and into october so i think i think that's why it is in october and there we go my friends that's it I asked, he answered <laughs> and i think i think that that i've come to terms with it now the harvest festival in schools and certainly mm. away from very rural rural farming based communities um as most schools are not really strongly linked to farming based communities unless they're in a farming based community like mm. yours um then the whole harvest festival things become more about donations to 
um, you know, either food banks or or to to poorer countries that have had you know drought for a long period of time or something like that. So so that you know people bring in instead of bringing in uh, some apples or some perishables, basically people bring in tinned. Mm-hmm. things rice and tinned in you know, preserved and packeted food which is which is which is so puts a whole slightly different spin on on the harvest it's now we're sort of more using it as a charitable donation to those yeah. who've got less than we have which is a good thing but that's not the root of harvest festival it's celebrating thanking basically thanking god isn't it for for looking after our crops and 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 not raining them or or, or raining on them or not 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 um, i mean if you are ruining them if they if you've got them standing in the field until the end of september yeah blooming heck you're very no. vulnerable then aren't you i mean mm. exactly because vulnerable. you can have you can have a lot of it can get very wet and very cold and oh uh, yeah, yeah absolutely you're gonna get mold growing on it very very quickly or you're getting it no and that's why the machines have got bigger and bigger and bigger so that when when it's dry mm. when the conditions are right you know those combines can rip through Hit rip through 100 running, acres in your day whereas, yeah whereas back in the day um you know a hundred if you're gonna if you were gonna combine a, or harvest 100 acres of of wheat in um you know 1950 it would have taken you a lot of men and and several weeks, whereas um, you know, a hundred acres can be gobbled up in in almost a day now. Um, it with, mm. with, depends on you know, it might be a contractor. It might not not every farmer's going to own a big combine, but yeah. um, there we go. It's all changed. Well, it's been a lot quicker than six chaps with scythes, isn't it? So yeah, um, absolutely, no, absolutely. In in a little over a century, you know. I know, but I oh. think the machines. I think machines will get smaller again soon. You know, that's that because yeah. you'll have robots basically. So everything's got bigger and bigger. Yeah. With one person on it, mm. and you'll have you won't have a person. You won't need a person. So they'll be able to. You know, they won't get massively smaller, but they might. You know, because the 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 electric power required to run these big machines is going to be enormous once once we move completely away from from diesel. And you know, I guess mm-hmm. farm machines are not going to move away from diesel for a long time. But but. Um, It'll happen one day. It'll be smaller robot machines. Anyway, blah blah blah. Are we going to talk? What we're going to talk about educationally, Ed, this week after the news? Are we going to? Are we going to dig into this sort of um, a bit more? There's some interesting suggestions, weren't there? There was people saying we should talk about, you know, um, uh, was it it really about behaviour, or rather, I felt they were talking about control of children and stuff. You know, there was a couple of people. Chipped in. There's uh, Mr. Is it Mr. Square Peg? Is it? I think it's Mrs. Think... Square Peg. Actually, is it? Do we? Do you so know I who it is? I don't. I, know I, who I, is. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I don't. Unfortunately, we didn't have a chat. She was at the. I think it's. I think she. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was at the the uh, Rethinking Ed conference and on a panel mm-hmm. discussion with with Teachers Talk Radio's very own Nathan Lesson Copy and Nathan Ginn, who's a lovely mm-hmm. guy who lives down in in. Um, Swansea, is, I think. Um, is he Swansea? Is he he's Swansea. He, he hails from Cambridge area. Um, right. And I think he was telling me how he and his wife sort of tr- attempted to live sort of halfway between the two, um, mm-hmm. but it didn't really work. And so they he's gone down to Swansea. Um, and and so two sets of parents, sorry. Um, yeah. and, and so, um, yeah, he's down there. Um, and so I think that she was on a panel with him. Yeah, so Square Peg good name um at least it means a lot more than than create create educate i think square peg you know we are i suppose the the thinking behind rethinking education and indeed square peg is that we are trying to fit 
too many square pegs into round holes. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so long as it's kind of okay, it's kind of okay. But there's this... So it's kind of okay for the people it's kind of okay for. Absolutely. You know, it's not optimum for anybody. It's kind of okay for the people who can thole it. And for those who can't, it can be... It can be scary and toxic, can't it? And we all know of, uh, you know, we all know of young people who are struggling with it. So oh no, there's a, we could open that up or we could go to the news and talk a bunch of poop when, you, when we come back. Let's find out what happens. I think, yeah, let's, let's, it feels like a natural break to do the news a couple of minutes early. Um, so we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, mm-hmm. I think we will talk about it. Because we'll, there's a few, there was also a bit of a, it got a bit narky on the twits with, with James Mannion's um, thread that he put out after rethinking education and and mm-hmm. and and he 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 perhaps chose didn't choose his words as wisely as he could have done and so he got mm. quite a lot of nasty comeback but people he misinterpreted did. his tweet actually i you know he was when he described clever stupid people he was referring to you know the clever stupid people running the country at the moment um, mm. he wasn't referring to the clever stupid people um, who disagreed with him? <laughs> he was. He was. Well, he may have been, but but I think that's what that I, that's how I read it. But I'm on I'm on his sort of general mission side. Yes. So you so. might be more inclined to see the um, to see the yeah. positive there, might you? Exactly. That's exactly. possible. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, everybody, we've got adverts and news and tech update, and I believe it's seven minutes today. So you know. Time to go and make a cup of tea or hot chocolate or get another glass of whiskey. Um, and Ed, we will be back with you all. Ed and I will be back with you at um, 9.36. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Charlie Burley, the Teacher's Health Coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators, Rewriting Wellbeing. It's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition, movement, mindset, workload, and wellbeing in school. You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers, including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger, and many more. There'll be talks, workshops, and time to network with like-minded colleagues. We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch, and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity, EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc. Venues, St. Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. ITV News reports on the three dads walking as the men continue their 600-mile walk across the UK and Northern Ireland. Andy Airy from Cumbria, Mike Palmer from Greater Manchester and Tim Owen from Norfolk came together after their daughters took their own lives. This challenge is their second walking challenge 
and their key aim is to get suicide prevention on the national curriculum. Mike Palmer believes that many young people aren't really equipped with the life skills to keep them safe in later life. Their 300 mile challenge last year saw them raise almost a million pounds for suicide prevention charity Papyrus, but this time they're walking to all four UK parliaments to secure support for changes to school curriculums. Former Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn has attended an event in Manchester which focused on some of the hardships faced by students in higher education. He spoke at the Right to Clothing campaign launch at University of Manchester and urged the government not to forget students in the cost of living crisis. The campaign itself aims to raise awareness of clothing deprivation and provide clothing directly to those in need. Dr Luke Graham, a University of Manchester academic, said, Whilst other deprivations are highly publicised and visible in the UK public consciousness, the same is not true of clothing deprivation. Further details of the campaign can be found on the Right to Clothing campaign website. Between the 20th of September and the 2nd of October, many schools will recognise British Food Fortnight with a series of events. Warwickshire County Council published details of events on offer in its schools, including chances for parents and families to learn more about where food comes from, as well as enjoying Britain's best seasonal and locally sourced products. The project aims to get children excited about food produced regionally and nationally. The event has been organised by Love British Food and has been going for 20 years. This year, the event also hopes to raise awareness of the benefits of short supply chains in reducing environmental impact as well as cost. The TES magazine features an article on Gaelic education in Scotland. With many families now wanting their children to learn in Gaelic, the article explores whether enough has been done to harness that enthusiasm. Half of Scottish councils offer primary Gaelic medium education, almost 40 years after the first primary unit was established in 1985. Figures also show that over 3,500 primary pupils are taught through the medium of Gaelic and that many others are drawn to the language. Data from Duolingo, a language learning app, suggests that by February 2022, over a million people had accessed the Gaelic course. The full article is available in the TES magazine. Finally, the former governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, Lamido Sanusi, has made a passionate call for scaling up girls' education in sub-Saharan Africa. He spoke at a three-day Transforming Education Summit. He pointed out that providing girls with education and the opportunity to earn income was a single silver bullet to improve socio-economic issues and make progress towards breaking the cycle of illiteracy and poverty. He stated his regret that there is currently a deficit of 69 million teachers globally and added that many of those that work in sub-Saharan Africa, South Africa and Southern Asia lack basic qualifications and training. Sanusi believes teachers are a powerful force, but they could not deliver quality education without training. He launched a project in 2020 with the aim of supporting ordinary teachers in developing their skills, according to a report on the This Day website. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I was asked in a tweet, why does switching off and on again work? The answer is actually incredibly simple. Kind of. Every program running on your computer or device needs to load into main memory, what we know as RAM in order to be fetched, decoded and executed by the processor. Now, before you fall asleep, 
What that means is as you open and run multiple applications, more and more data is having to be processed. Different programs running will have different priorities, meaning some are more important than others. Things like typing on the keyboard, for example, will stop anything else and be processed first because you, the user, will expect to see a character appear on the screen. And if you don't, well, you'll press the key again and then press it again harder and suddenly get a splurge of gibberish on your screen that you'll then have to deal with. Sometimes programs don't behave, like the person in rush hour who indicates right at a roundabout then slingshots for a left turn. They get ahead of the queue, but at the cost of the other drivers waiting properly. What I'm trying to say is lots of apps are running and there's lots of queues waiting to be processed. So switching off and on again is like resetting everything, clearing the memory and allowing the programs you need to run more efficiently. Now my question to you is, do you leave your laptop on? so it's ready in the morning. Is it running slower than others? Why not try a power cycle? You know, switch it off and on again. TT Radio 2022. Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. I normally say something and I paused. <laughs> But what I've said I it. I normally, I normally say, say in the room. I normally say back in the room. Um, I haven't done any jingles for a while. I, I'm like, are you missing? Our, we, we had this formula, didn't we, at the beginning? We had tweet mm, of the week. We did. And then we had. Should we something. bring it back? Should we, though? No, let's, let's ask the listeners. Because ask it, the it, listeners. It did, this is it very democratic. On, wasn't it? Um, I think are there had, anybody what, left after the news? That's a question. That, Doctor Who scarecrow. Three, three things. What we tweet of the week? And then we, we had, did. um, what do we have? Something else. The big, the the, the topic was, and I, we had gave it a name, something. Um, and then mm-hmm. and then was and then there was, a, oh, I think at the end we had sort of question of the week. That was quite hard coming up with a sort of a survey. We had with some surveys, yes. didn't we? and we didn't get a great deal of engagement with it, did we? Sure, no. So, so <laughs> like I'm not going to bring that often. back. I'm not going to bring no. that back. But I think uh, Twitter's. Oh, I dip in and dip out. I, I said I was going to nearly leave the other day, and and then 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 some people said, "Don't leave, Toby." And I, I you know, I don't, I like it, but it's, I just waste so much time scrolling and getting annoyed I by things. And life, I think the books I should I read. I could have all that time back. I could have written my novel by now. I could be, I could be touring the nation, like in, signing books in bookshops instead. I don't know, there was some app you could put in. You know how you get these things where everybody does them for about five minutes and it turns out they're nicking your data. There was one where you could put in your, your Twitter handle and it would tell you the equivalent book to what you'd written, only in terms of volume. You know, the, Yes. In the amount oh, yeah. of stuff you've written on Twitter, you could have written Catcher in the Rye. You could have or, written a book. You could have written several books. You could have read tons of books. Yeah, but then... But then I like the connecting with humans, you know. I, that's, I what I, that's what I like about it. I, I like I the people. Some of the people I love most on this planet, some of them, not all of them, some You've of them I, I met, through, met through the Twitters. Yeah, and if you, I hadn't had the Twitters, you, my dear I friend, met, you, my dear friend, and, and now Lucy and, um, mm-hmm. and and quite a few people. And, and, and so, uh, you Bobby, know. Did just... you see Lucy's wedding picture? I'm, gosh, she's gorgeous, isn't she? She. Extraordinary. Cool. Super cool as well. Just like I, super cool. Like like Macron at the funeral where you just went, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. oh my word, you've just knocked it out of the park there. Nobody's coming back from that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, was Lucy. Lucy just said she was cool. (laughs) Um, You can't can't look that cool and stop being cool. You know, I always say to children, 
and yeah. and I remember my children go up to thirteen at my school, um, when they're when they're you know when they're in their, whether they're in year five or year six or year seven or year eight, and they're sort of trying to be cool, and you know I I say <laughs> stop stop it, no one under twenty one is cool. Because you're too self-conscious, so you know you you can be cool once you're 21, and and I think you can still be cool, Lucy, when you're 32 oh, well, or I have 47 no or whatever age you are. Um, I reckon she's 32ish. I think somewhere I'm, around I'm there. 32, 32. That that wedding photo was only taken yesterday. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but also, um, Lucy has also said to us, talking about the, the format, no, you do you, sort of love the free form. I like the free form. I like the free form on a week like this, where I'm feeling a bit bouncy and a bit frisky and a little bit... Um, but sometimes, you know, oh, gosh, we've got we to gotta fill an hour. <laughs> and, um, um, and, but it's OK, we can always fill an hour. We've never we? struggled to do it yet, we have we? That's struggle. the thing. We don't struggle. No. We 52, can... Lucy? No, no. Wow. Well, that makes yes. her older than me, even. Yeah, just wisdom. It's all wisdom now. It's wisdom all the way. Um, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so uh, I heard something on the news. Then the, the teacher news, the teacher talk radio news, that thought actually we could pick up on a bit. Um, we're talking about teacher recruitment, and, and there've been lots of stats coming out, haven't there, about how. Teachers joining secondary training courses and and also I think still primary courses. The numbers are down. The numbers are down now. Whether that's just joining um, ITT, you know, universities, or whether that's joining via all routes, because of course there's a slight preference I think from the uh, the, the 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 Department of Education for the sort of school centred route, isn't there? Certainly in secondary and the mm-hmm. and the sort of teach first thing and all that sort of stuff seems to be a bit zeit zeitgeisty zeitgeisty, and there's a lot of disgruntled um, institutes of further education initial teacher training review, and so. But do we want to pick up on that? Uh, they, we've got not got enough people wanting to enter the profession, and well, too many people leaving yeah. the profession. It's it's a big deal, isn't it? That's not good. It's, it's and we're in recession scary, as well. When normally more people go into teaching, when 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 yeah. people are, you know we, you know when people are losing their jobs or people start losing their jobs, normally there's a rise in teaching because mm-hmm. because you know it's not well, because it feels like a safe profession, doesn't it? It feels like a place to hunker down when times are hard. You well, know, it's not do directly sure linked to the economy either. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. But I don't know if it feels that way at the moment. It doesn't feel that way, no. I think, to many of my colleagues. I don't think they feel very like that it's a safe and stable. They look at their schools and they say they know their school is financially unsustainable because they've looked at what's going to happen with fuel bills and with um, an uns- un, um, unfunded uh, pay bill shooting yeah. up. And I think maybe people are going to say maybe it's not so safe after all. I do think, you know, we are going to lose shops on the high street and we're going to lose pubs and cafes and we're going to lose... I think churches, you know, I think churches won't be able to pay the heating bill and some of them will have will find that they can't afford to be churches anymore. And I look at it, I think, well, there's nothing to stop that being true of schools too. Small no. schools in small villages are, at the end of yeah. the day, they feel like a luxury. And you go, well, tell you what, take your 30 children that come to this little two-class school, pop them in with 150 that are in the school down the road. Yeah, you know, it seems to me that and- that's going to happen. And, and I, I have to be careful. And, and, and you know, I know I, I'm not looking for any sympathy here at all. Um, mm. But 
and I, I kind of have to be careful talking about this. So, you know, I, I'm not because you know it could a parent from school that you know could listen in um, potentially because it's not a secret that I do this radio show. So, but but in 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 you know it, some smaller independent schools smaller will independent also schools like, will also fold, um, particularly if the if and and I'm not I am not going to you know I have a personal view on this which which actually. Um, perhaps doesn't necessarily align with my professional view. Um, mm. So, um, you know, the, the charitable status thing, you know, if, if, if that were to happen yeah. Um, yeah. and you've got higher energy bills and mm-hmm. you're not full on numbers, then, you know, independent schools will, will close. And of course, you know, yeah. there, there'll be a lot of many, great many people who'd be very happy about that. But, but, but that's still, there's still some people's yeah. livelihoods and still some people's, you know, there, there's a lot of, cooks and cleaners and ground staff employed in these places it's a lot of jobs it's a lot of people and i think it's kids who you know you know we're not talking about eton here i think eton will probably be fine and so you know eton super super rugby may well also be you know but i think these you know the much smaller independent schools that i think yeah they will struggle because i think people people make a lot of sacrifices to send their kids to independent schools you know um, I know they do. I know they do. And, you know, and there's lots of families out there who are not having the foreign holidays and not doing lots of things they'd like to do because they believe, and I might think mistakenly, but they think that their kids are going to get the deal they need by going to a, a, an independent school. I think a lot of it is marketing nonsense. They look so, oh, look, most of the cabinet have been to an independent school. If I send my kid to an independent school, then, uh, you know, yeah, most of them have been to about three independent schools. <laughs> they haven't gone to St. Muriel's, have they? No, you St. Know. Muriel's. No, exactly, exactly. It's very no. different. There is, a, there is, a, there is a league um, of 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 affluence and a league of prestige as well in in yeah. in, in, yeah, in, absolutely. in the absolutely. Anyway, sector. yes, the people um, are making huge I, sacrifices to send their kids to independent yeah. school, and I think push will come to shove at some point between Christmas and February. And they. But I did notice actually on that on that note, I did notice that um, uh, Benenden, which is super super um uh famous girls school where princess anne went um and down the road from me not um, to be mistaken uh, with with benetton that is that's not the same no benenden um there is also a benenden primary um which Mm. is a a a pretty leafy and good um primary as well um but um benenden girls school they i noticed they were advertising um on the Mm -hmm. tes for a philanthropy manager so because so so that you know that they are trying you know, to issue more bursaries yeah, yeah. and 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 stuff because they are tr- clearly trying to big up their charitable work yeah. um yeah. interesting i thought that was very and interesting get some very 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 bright kids out of state school who'll push up their a levels too that doesn't hurt does it no. uh, a school i was associated with briefly in north oxford had a very good system of like having very 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 rich people give their children a very expensive education and then a massive raft of uh of bursaries to get the kids in who were actually going to score the a-levels for them yeah uh, and it worked very well it, it was a good system anyway yeah. carry on there we go so that's that's that and then um so but i think that from my perspective the, the teacher the teacher recruitment crisis um mm-hmm. uh, that that you know is is a, is a challenge 
Um, like it's a law of association. I think the thing is, well, but from my, you know, I, I'm you know at a bit of a bit of a crossroads in my in my life anyway, but mm-hmm. personally and but also sort of professionally in a way because you know I, I do love teaching and and I enjoy, but I think you know if you have too, if you have too much autonomy in teaching, then that's that's frustrating because you can start going down a path. I love autonomy. I crave autonomy. And, you know, I want to go, I want to design my own curriculum and design my own lessons. And, you know, I don't really want to be told, you know, I mean, I, I mean I'm quite happy to be told you've got to teach that, that, and that. But, you know, other than that, you know, like how and when and, yeah. and what emphasis you put on it. And, and um, I, I kind of need that freedom because it, for me, it's a, it's an intellectual pursuit for me. And, and it's, it, it, it's, it's a creative pursuit as well mm-hmm. whereas yeah. i think you know it, it there's not enough of that is there so if, if that's what you want i know a lot of all my yeah. i'm not saying they were necessarily great teachers or, or 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 you know i think as you've said before being a great teacher has got little to do with intellectual knowledge but you know uh, you can be you can be the cleverest wisest scientist to ever walk the earth but you know teaching a classroom of children science is an entirely different thing to um discussing it with with peers um in in a university um meeting room or whatever but uh, but i do i do think that it's not a very attractive profession to enter and i would say it's not a very welcoming profession to enter you know, if you've come from outside, you know, it's, and, and mm. I, know, I know that, you know, the, the, there's, there's, there is, it, it can be. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we, we're all sort of expected to be a, master, a jack of all trades. We're all expected to be quite good at everything, you know, quite good at the behavior management system and quite good at the data tracking and quite good at the, the marking and quite good at the, delivering lessons i hate that word delivering lessons i'm not bloody delivering pizza um uh, <laughs> anyway it just really annoys me nothing annoys me more is it about the delivery of a lesson yeah you know, I, oh well, you know take a word that annoys me delivery of a baby that's not the same as delivering pizza is it maybe you're you know ushering this lesson beautifully into the world you know yeah maybe that's the delivery we're thinking of you know but then it's le- is that part of the problem that, that education's been school education has been broken down into this thing, this unit yeah. of time called a lesson. Whereas uh, yeah. that's just a timetabling thing, you know. Yeah. I I think I hate I hate that as well. If I'm really honest, is that you know, yeah. you know that the, the no, lesson. I'm with, you. I'm with you. You wouldn't build. You know, if you were starting from first principles with a child in the centre, you wouldn't design what we've got now. We've got now what we've got now is what we've got now. So you can yeah. take. You can take, I think we've said this before, you can take the research ed route and you can say, how do we optimise the system, the current system, this system that we have, seeing as it's the system we've got. Don't waste your time dreaming about something better. How do we optimise this system? And then you can go the rethinking route and say, well, let's just imagine what could be better because maybe one day we'll get a chance to to do something and we'd better know what we think when we get the opportunity, should it ever come. I think you can do both, you know, you can say, okay, I do want my A-level students to get the very best scores they can so they can do what they want to do next. So I need to, you know, talk about my oh, retrieval I know what I wanted to say on that. Morning. And at the same time, I'd like to believe one day we'll have a chance to fight for a better system that's, that has equity 
built in yeah. rather than the opposite because it does have the opposite doesn't it you know we're not we haven't got a system which promotes equity we've got a system which promotes division no matter yeah. how much we talk about you know uh you know bridging the gap or whatever we talk about at the end of the day you're going to say these guys are the top x percent and they get an a and these kids are the next yeah. percent you know it's how it works anyway anyway, anyway. there's just too much emphasis on that but i think i think that's the thing and so going back to square peg's comment about the mm-hmm. the you know and we, i think we did talk about this last week is the the um, attendance stuff you know um and yeah. and and i think that the the challenge is that you know if you're an if you're a sort of a well supported child in the home environment and your parents talk mm-hmm. to you about what you're learning or talk or read you stories or 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 take you to museums and do mm-hmm. sort of you know semi middle classy affluenty enrichment yeah. sort of stuff in, in you know um that that's that's part of normal family life then missing a week to go on a cheap holiday or missing a few days persistent days because you're a bit of a sickly poorly child um or Mm -hmm. or you know being made to feel like a criminal um for that person is is bonkers you know we're at school for 14 years now um and missing Mm -hmm. you know 10 percent of that gradually is not really a problem um Mm -hmm. it's become a problem because our curricula have got too full and too specific and not rolling enough. So, you know, if you if you do happen to miss a critical week in your GCSE geography curriculum or something, it's like, oh, that's a real disaster, you know. Whereas <laughs> um and 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 so that that it, it, schools have got so tight on on how much stuff they've got to teach and, and what they've got to get through. So so then so there's this real fear that if the child's not in the classroom for that, then they're sort of missing out on a vital yeah vital part of their education where they're not really are they because they're going to forget most of it anyway in the future so so you know if, if they just didn't quite learn that bit or they missed that bit yes it might affect their grade a bit and of course the, then that all comes back to the fact that the schools are measured on the grades too much yeah so, so i think what we were talking about there is was like you know is school the right place for your child and you're right so for them for you know there's a whole lot of middle class children who but it's not just a class thing. But I mean, it maps onto it fairly neatly, I believe. You know, it's like, so yeah, I'd love to take my kid out of school. And yeah, I'd love to be able to give them a, you know, properly child-centred education. And all the stuff that we, you know, that, um, what's her name, the, the academic who's been talking about? Naomi Fisher. That's the word. I was thinking Naomi Fisher, and I got struck by doubt that I got the wrong name. I was trying to think if Naomi Fisher was an actress or something. Anyway, Naomi Fisher, you go, do you know what? Most of us don't have that choice. You know, no. we, you know, would it be nice to take my kid out of school? Hey, it would be nice, but you know, what? I have to earn a living. I've got no choices on this one. Most people yeah. don't. You know, we learned in the um, pandemic, if we learned nothing else, that the main point of school, so far as the vast majority of people are concerned, is is childcare. Keep child, yeah, exactly. That is that. That yeah. is, but I think that's that. That's it's never. It's always the elephant in the room. Is that that's that's mm. and, and I think that's the point of of the the sort of those who have the view that children should have more choice in this is that mm-hmm. that you know we're not we're not just we're just not open enough about it that that there are two mm-hmm. reasons we're at school one is to keep us safe and 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 enable keep 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 children safe and and ideally happy whilst mm-hmm. um their well, parents are doing something else go out to work well, yeah. yeah and and that that is but, but because that's that sort of becomes a given and therefore the day is filled up 
with curriculum. And that, that could be a really vocational curriculum in some schools, or it could be a really, really um, creative curriculum in, in some schools. But in most schools, it's it's pretty bookish stuff, right? And 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 mm-hmm. and, and if you're not, if you're really struggling to sit still and follow instructions and you're really struggling to 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 switch from maths mode to geography mode to and you know i think this is more of a secondary thing than a primary thing i think primary schools are by their nature more inclusive because because you know it is about teaching you're a teacher of children rather than mm. a teacher of maths or a teacher of science and so so your primary objective as a classroom teacher in in primary school is to keep those children you know sort of working and learning but but to keep them happy first isn't it and and then and then and then they, you know they're going to learn and, and they know you well yeah. in positive relationships with with the teacher hopefully and and everything's good whereas in i think in in secondary the schools are generally quite big and teachers haven't got enough time to the pastoral systems uh, you know uh, can be brilliant but but they're not it's just the impersonal nature of it i think and 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 it's like well i'm not i, I know it sounds a bit hippie but you know, we we're not in the mood to learn what we're told to learn a lot of the time in secondary. And yes, no. you and I and everyone else sucked it up. And but then you know we're we're quite we're massively above average clever, right? So we can, we can sort of suck it up. <laughs> not think um, of an assumption. No, yeah, no, we no, are. No, no, we I mean, are. You know, conversation all week. Yeah, I say you're saying, oh look, I got away without the phonics. You know, look at me. I'm you know. And, you know, obviously my interlocutor said, yes, but, you know, you were, you were terribly clever. You know, what about the rest of the children in your class? And I thought, well, I think the rest of the children in my class learned to read too without synthetic phonics. You know, I think they did. I think yeah. uh, quite a few of us went to university and quite a few of us have got a career of some sort, you know. I mean, uh, were there children who slipped through the cracks and disappeared and, you know, well, you know, maybe there were. I don't know. But the vast majority But it's not so us... much. I don't think it's about slipping through the cracks. I think it's just that it's just... I can see that for a lot of people and more than the 10% or the 5%, it's not just in the, you know, it's not half of everyone, but I can see that a lot of people, it's a real drag and it's, it's not, Mm. it's just not optimal. And so I can see the arguments, you know, but I, but I also can see that, that it does work. It kind of for most people uh, and you know it's it doesn't break most people uh it, yeah. it maybe doesn't doesn't make most people but it doesn't certainly doesn't break no. most people and so i think i think i get i, I get the arguments that it's like let's not fuss about it too much because you know there's always going to be five or ten percent of people who are not going to fit be happy with any system that they, and 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 you know, you know this I can is see, fine isn't it this is fine if the, the local education authority or whoever has a system for those people you know 90 percent of people nine out of ten are going to be okay at school you know they're maybe not going to love it but you know they'll come out or able to read and write and go on to think but i don't think we have anything like a me- meaningful offer for those no um, let's say the one out of ten who, for whom school just does not work and that no. we actually do actually because we saw it during the um, pandemic a lot of kids i knew who were on the spectrum found it hugely easier to learn online Usually yes. easier. There's a, you set me my tasks, I get on with my tasks. We do some yeah. FaceTime because we need to, but that's not for very long. And, you know, it's on a screen, so it feels safe to me. So lots of kids did yeah. really well at that time, as did some of those kids who were vulnerable and came into school and they were in a much smaller group of people. And there was much more flexibility around the 
the curriculum and you know in the final lockdown that some of that disappeared but in the first couple of lockdowns you'd go we've got kids here we need to look after them they need to do some learning but most of all they need to feel safe and cared for you know so we saw these kids who were learning at home and i was like do you know what every county ought to set this up you need about six teachers <laughs> on devices there's those kids who are not coping in the classroom but who will do fine on this model it's not even expensive you know it's not you've got a corner of a county building somewhere you can put these people in you just need some decent teachers and we just like the, the rush to get back to normal we had to pretend we had never learned that stuff we had to pretend that we we're going to go that it was going to be the best possible thing for all possible people to go straight back to 13 a room facing the front yeah so those kids haven't adjusted back because no they tasted something where they did feel they could excel and 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 succeed on their own terms and it worked for them you know and we're just I think that's a really that. good point actually Forget i see about that it. no that was a moment in time we're not doing that we're back to yeah to, it's disappointing you know, some it's dimly a, remembered no. version of the 1950s that's what we're absolutely doing. it's it's it is disappointing we are up to time i was going to say there was oh, an interesting mate. thread about the um homeschoolers as well about between yeah. from some of the stuff that Naomi fisher said and katie finlandson said um and fascinating about how how parents you know have chosen not to send their children to school have chosen to homeschool that they, you know they they read much later you know because there's a lot more play um and they won't they won't choose to but yeah, but no, then it was a really interesting thing but and then I... when they when they choose to learn when they get when they get to mm -hmm. 13 or or whatever you're 12 13 and they've, they've suddenly like oh you know you know, they, they sort of start comparing themselves with other people, and 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 and, and suddenly, and you know, they, they they've got neurons that are firing, and they want they they need they need stimulating. Yeah, and they they can they can just suck it all up much much faster. Yeah, now that did seem to be from my reading of it to be more of a Twitter thread than a piece of referenced literature. That was all I'd say that because yeah, I yeah, yeah. in a community where a lot of children are homeschooled and some of them end up coming into school because their parents change their minds or whatever. And I see, I, so I come across kids for whom this has been brilliant and it's really worked. And they've ended up going to Exeter Cottage because they wanted to get their A-levels, but, you know, and they were ready to do it when it came to it, you know. So I've got no doubt that, 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 you know, the situation that thread describes does happen for some children. But I also know children who, who have been, I think, absolutely crippled by it. Absolutely crippled. The parents don't have the skills, maybe, or the capacity to, to actually homeschool. No. It doesn't really happen. And the children have, have, you know, they've got to, you know, a reasonable age. And they don't have any social skills. They're not socialised to education. They can't read. They can't write. You know, it's just like, you go, oh, my word. You have gone out of your way to remove the privilege of education from your child. Yes, that, that that's very different to Katie's sad. situation. Katie, so, yeah, Katie, yeah, yeah, Katie, yeah, great, great homeschooling is great, just as yeah. great school schooling is great, you know? Yeah. But there's terrible schools out there doing a terrible job and there's terrible homeschoolers. And so yes. I kind of like, you go, look, it's partly it's horses for courses, but it's yeah. horses for courses for people who can make the financial decision to do it. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. so it is not, it's just like the whole idea of school choice. You know, you go, oh, you know, no, we can remove the hard and fast um, catchment area rules that we used to have. And now you can opt into any school you like. And you go, yeah, but I live in this town. There's only one. I don't have any yeah. choice. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I do live in this part of London where there's many, many schools. 
but the decent ones are hugely oversubscribed and Absolutely. you're not going to get in there so your choice is this rubbish one or that rubbish one you know yeah. choice is a is a nonsense for the vast majority of people oh yeah and uh, yeah i don't i'm not i'm and not the whole choice thing. homeschooling too it's a was that cameron who went on about choice i thought i think i, I really yeah. disagree with that they just you need know, mm. every school needs to be a good school and needs to be able to mm. and i don't mean a good in a box tick offset sense every school needs to be a good community-based school and it needs mm -hmm. to cater for a vast range of intellects and mm -hmm. character and physical ability and you know it needs to cater yeah. for everybody and in theory and... if you live in a very tightly populated urban area there might be three or four schools in your area and they might have a different flavor to them because you might yeah. be more of the you know you might be more of the airy fairy or you might be more of the uh, no excuses so like it's mm. a pretty idea but even in those areas, it doesn't really work. Most people don't actually end up with a choice. No. The vast majority don't. And certainly if right, you live in a county town where there's one, no, you don't. If you live in a village, you're going to end up going to the nearest school and you might have to get a bus to do it. County is going to fund you to go to some other one. has said, are we having a song tonight? Oh, is Kate um, asking for a song, see? Yeah. Well, what does she want to hear? I'm not we need a song. Act, so I don't know. I, 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 said, I said, didn't I, earlier on, Offline, we need you a should, protest, song. protest songs. I don't, protest I don't know song. if you noticed this. I then put a tweet, uh, <laughs> I then put a thread up on Twitter. So I said, you know, your favorite protest songs, please. Oh, and I've that. had 142 replies. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Makes me laugh. Um, hang on, did you tag you? Didn't tag me in. I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't tag no, you no, in. No, no, I'm, yes, I'm not upset. No, don't be upset, mate, because your phone will melt. It's had 21 likes, which is not really a great number of likes for a tweet. It's no. had two quote, quote tweets, five retweets, and at the current time, 142 responses. So what's that where you've got a big choice of songs? I've got a big okay. song. Man. Most of them, obviously, most of them, I'm like, yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> you know, there's no way I'm going to go for I'll read you some of the choices. Free Sapal Ram. Um, Biko by Peter Gabriel. What have they done to the rain by Malvina Reynolds? But James Mayhew says he especially loves the version by Judith Durham and the Seekers. The new Rise Up by Pink Floyd is ace. It isn't. I'm sorry, Matt. I like Matt a lot, but it's not. It's pretty terrible. Um, there's a hole in my bucket, says. Uh, and it's learning in water. Brilliant. There's a hole in my bucket. I think she's actually thinking there's a hole in my bucket because she says there's a hole in my shoe. That one you're thinking of there. Yeah. Um, Money, money, money by ABBA. That's quite a good choice, isn't it? Lots and lots yeah. and lots of people saying well, money by, the name of by Rage Against um, the Machine. Big choice yeah. there. I could go on because there's 148 of these. If you tolerate this, your children will be next. Um, yeah. Loads I don't know as well. Oldham Tinkers by Peter Lou. Do you know it? I don't know it. Uh, the change is going to come, Sam Cook, because I can definitely cover Sam Cook. There's you no question about Sam that. Yeah. I've got the voice for that. Yeah. Lots of choices of bits of Billy Bragg. So the the Billy Bragg I thought I might go for was Between yes. Wars. Okay. I reckon, but I'm going to have to search it up. So just talk aimlessly for about two minutes while I well, Google. And sorry I'll do it without sorry for the dedicated listeners that we have um, who for overrunning. But we, we've, we, we, I think we will talk... Um, about something a bit different than rethinking education next week. Um, yeah, what are you talk about? Um, I haven't. Kate's asked me how my mother is as well. Yeah, now. yeah. How so is your mum? go. I'll talk about my mother whilst we're getting the tune up. So, so my mum is. Um, she's all right. 
she's all right. She was she was a bit better when I went down and saw her last week. I'd say um, she's all right. Um, speaking on the phone, she's quite she's quite happy. But she's got a a meeting on Friday afternoon, which actually mm-hmm. I'm not teaching. So I'm going to try and work out if I can dial into it a, a, a sort of discharge meeting about about Ooh. you know with social services. So they, they're wanting. I think they like? I think they're wanting mm-hmm. to try and. Uh, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way. You know, I want to try and yeah, you know, free up mother's room. I think is probably yeah. you know someone else probably needs it a bit more than she does now. Yeah. But it's just the plan for care at home and stuff. She's very apprehensive about going back home, even though she doesn't want to address any issues associated with you know selling it and moving it or anything like moving from it or anything like that. So so it's it's still that's going to be tricky, I think. So so um, but she's she's quite a lot calmer. And and um, but but still apprehensive and anxious about a lot of things. Well, I think going home is going to be immensely difficult, and so I feel for you and I feel for her. I think it's a, a very 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 hard situation. It is, and uh, you know, every, everybody everybody listening who has had experiences like this with parents becoming elderly, and uh, you know those things, everybody's going to be having their heart. Out well, it's just hard because we're all so we're so far away and we can't mm-hmm. be near. We can't be mm-hmm. near, you know. That's the problem. And she's not got people. Are so we've got to it's just mm-hmm. working out how to get the care mm-hmm. stuff sorted out. Anyway, there we go. Play us some tunes, right. Ed. Okay. Well, we're going to play you out. It's already eight minutes past ten. I'm sorry, but here we go. We will play you out with a protest song of sorts. I was a minor. I was a darker. I was a railwayman between the wars And I raised a family in times of austerity With sweat at the foundry between the wars And I paid the union as times got harder I looked to the government to help the working man but they brought prosperity down at the armory we're arming for peace my boys between the walls i kept the faith and i kept on voting Not for the iron fist, but for the helping hand. For theirs is a land with a wall around it, and mine is a faith in my fellow man. Theirs is a land of hope and glory. Mine is the green field and the factory floor. Theirs are the skies. Dark with bombers, and mine is the peace we knew between the walls. Call up the craftsmen and bring me the draftsmen. Build me a path from cradle to grave, and I'll give my consent to any government that does not deny a man. Living wage, go find the young men, never to fight again. Bring up the banners from the days gone by. Sweet 
moderation's the heart of this nation. Desert us not, we are between the walls. Good song for today, isn't it? That was song great, Ed. I was yeah, just saying, silent. I, yeah, there's not. I can't join in with that sort of beautiful voice and playing, and just yeah, the, the, the message as well. Very, very, it's very. Beautiful. Yeah, do you know what? He's pretty smart, isn't he? That Mr. Bragg. He's pretty I smart. Love That's Bragg. a great song. I love Bragg. I got in love with him at Glastonbury. He's a big Glastonbury man. I think it was a muddy year, and um, he said, "I love it. I love it when it's muddy here because it keeps all the poses and the and the, mm. the, the you know the, the sort of." away <laughs> it's in the real people stay um but that was that was back in the 90s of course um it's a bit different now anyway um <laughs> we've overrun must we thank you everybody thanks for um i i like what i'd quite like to talk about next week is um that whole idea of of being torn between the preserver of the status quo the disrupting of the system um and and i'm not just this is not just education related and and the sort of dreaminess just just dreaming and floating through everything and or dreaming and and just to talk to sp- talk about that really and, and maybe there's a fourth type of person who's a campaigner who actually tries to do something about things um and you know, I, won't, uh, I won't go off on it now i watched um do you remember mark thomas i don't know if you yes remember his great show, great comedy product uh, yeah. I, I saw him live at the weekend in a tiny room above a pub in Chagford, and oh, he wow. put fire back in my belly with a fire a which had f- gone out. He's yeah. a good man. Enjoyed Mark that. Thomas, Mark Steele, good, good people. Also I, I, good. I, yeah, also good. Right. It's now 12 minutes past, and I think we've probably exhausted any audience we had, so we should probably move on. But, cool. Uh, all right. Good night, all. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, lovely listeners. Thanks, lovely listen backers. Take care. Speak to you next week. Um, I might be back just in the nick of time from Devon next week. So, so I, eighty yeah, percent certain we're on, but there's a twenty percent <laughs> chance might have to might have to say mm, might bail sure. at the end. But there we go. Okay. All right. Take Love care, everybody. Bye. See you soon, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.